Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 132 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 132 of Receptopia gets underway. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW gets underway. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. And this was the first official night of the Triple H administration running Monday Night Raw Friday fresh off of SummerSlam, which went down live from Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. And I thought that show was pretty good, but that was a Vince McMahon-centric card. The very last thing he did in WWE before his departure nearly two weeks ago. And on Saturday, we got some samples of what Triple H is going to do as he now takes four reigns of creative starting this week with Monday Night Raw. We saw the return of Bailey, the rehiring of Dakota Kai, and the main roster debut of EO Sky, formerly known as EO Shirai. And I loved that tease of Bailey having her own crew. And I dig the fact that we're going to have an elevated Raw Women's Division. Bianca Belair, front and center. Becky Lynch back as a baby face at long last. But it comes with a caveat because she separated her shoulder minutes into her Raw Women's Championship match against Bianca Belair this past Saturday at SummerSlam. And she'll be out a number of months according to WWE. But big time Bex comes out to kick off last night's show with her right arm in a sling. And she gets a big baby face reaction and she welcomes Houston to the big time. And she cuts a really good promo talking about the past few months post-WrestleMania when she lost the Raw Women's Championship to Bianca Belair and she hit rock bottom. And she lost chance after chance to regain the Raw Women's Championship from Money in the Bank to Hell in a Cell to SummerSlam. And she realized that she's not defined by the fancy clothes, that she is defined by being relentless and unwilling to give up no matter the circumstances. And she went through something grueling this past Saturday. She separated her shoulder minutes to the match as I mentioned earlier but she got it through. She fought with everything she had and she delivered a performance of a lifetime but she realized in that moment that she was not the better woman in that match. It was Bianca Belair because she is the BST of WWE but she realized something that for the past year I worked my ass off to elevate the Raw Women's Division to new heights to be the very best this industry has to offer and now I gotta wonder what's next for me. Because without the championship, who am I? Because let it be known that a title or a match does not define who I am. I define the title. The man doesn't define me, for I am the man. So I will be who I'm meant to be, and I will climb back up, and the comeback will be worth it in the end. And she calls out Bianca Belair, and Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch shake hands, they hug a bit, and she tells Bianca to hold things down while I'm gone, and Bianca Belair is showing love to Becky Lynch because you got to test yourself against the best. And she got blitzed in 26 seconds last year, SummerSlam, when Becky beat her for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And she had to go through the fire and the trials and tribulations of it all to get that championship back at WrestleMania. So she has all the respect in the world for Becky Lynch because she showed the same respect to her. And as she's cutting a promo, we realize there is some commotion going on backstage as we've got Bailey, Io Shirai, now Io Sky, alongside Dakota Kai beating down an injured Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair in heels is going to run backstage like Usain Bolt and she's twirling her ponytail at the exact same time. I love the visual. She hurries backstage, checks on Becky as the heels scurry away to wrap up the opening segment of Monday Night Raw. A really strong opening with Becky Lynch reestablished as the man almost. I loved her promo. Very high humbling, very likable for the first time in over a year. And Bianca Belair is a star. You can hear it via the crowd reactions last night. And Bailey's crew 
is everything. Dakota Kai, back where she belongs. EO Sky elevated to the main roster. And we will have a special match between Bianca Belair and EO Sky set for later in the show, which was damn good, to say the least. Next up is a triple thread match featuring AJ Styles, The Miz, and Mustafa Ali. We have a second match on top involving Dolph Ziggler, Ciampa, and Chad Gable. And the winners of these two Trooper Threats will move on later in the show to face each other for a shot at the United States Championship at some point in the very near future against one Bobby Lashley. And I thought this Trooper Threat match between Styles, Miz, and Ali was great. We got a really good video package narrated by JBL chronicling the history of the U.S. title. And I love the fact that WWE realizes we got to elevate these secondary titles from the Intercontinental Championship to the United States Championship. These titles should mean something. They should be a stepping stone to the big belts, the WWE championship and the universal title when they're no longer combined. That is my hope that these titles would be elevated on Raw and SmackDown moving forward, even when the big champ isn't there most weeks. And I really enjoyed the work in this match. Ali reminded us how great he is. And AJ Styles is still one of the very best in the world. And The Miz held his own. He sold the taped ribs from this past Saturday when he fought Logan Paul in a very good match at SummerSlam. And Logan and Paul, dare I say, earned the respect of the audience and he vows to be back on a more regular basis touring the world as a WWE superstar and he put in the work on Saturday. He's very humble about being a WWE performer and I gotta give him respect and credit for that. You know, it's not easy to enter this environment and try to get yourself over as a babyface when you're meant to be a heel, but the work in the ring paid off and he got over in the end, got a huge reaction and he pinned the Miz with the skull crushing finale and he got over via this promo he cut on his phone and I think WWE has a winner on their hands very similar to Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee that over delivered at WrestleManias and takeovers and this past Saturday at SummerSlam so I think you'd be a valuable asset to WWE moving forward and Miz sold the ribs beautifully throughout this match to sell what a grueling experience he had against Logan Paul at SummerSlam Mustafa Ali delivers a beautiful Tornado DDT to AJ Styles on the floor out of nowhere in a great spot. But the highlight of this match was Mustafa Ali going after the Miz with the tope on the outside. Goes back in the ring to go after Miz. Miz lands the skull-crushing finale for a very close near fall. Mustafa Ali recovers and he has Miz in position for the 450 splash, which he lands perfectly. Then AJ Styles swoops in. He lifts up Ali and hits the Styles Clash for the win. That alley oop was gorgeous. It was a sleek, clean finish. I love the work between all three men. Ali, I hope under the Triple H administration, he gets a push, he gets promo time, and he gets the chance to show how great he can be. And Styles, my goodness, still so great at what, 40-something years old, still delivering bangers on a regular basis. And this was a really fun way to kick off the in-ring action from last night's show. And this was a commercial-free hour of WWE television. There were no commercials. We got a lot of SummerSlam recaps, but this was a commercial-free show with a lot of in-ring action, which I dug. Next up was Seth Rollins cutting a promo in the ring as he bragged about putting Rota on the shelf right alongside his best friend, Randy, Randy Orton. And he is now going to go after the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns and the fans cheer at that then the Street Profits come out and Seth tells them don't do your shtick with the Red Solo Cups and they do the Red Solo Cup shtick with one cup courtesy of Montez Ford as they get a nice call and response from the crowd and the Profits roast Seth in the ring saying hey didn't we beat you to become Raw Tag Team Champions a couple of years ago in Brooklyn 
And didn't you lose to Cody Rhodes, who had one good booby at Hell in a Cell a couple of months ago as well, and Seth is losing his shit. And we end up having a match between Rollins and one of the members of the Street Profits, and we're going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors. And Montez straight up cheats. He grabs the referee, and he runs down to the ring. No rocks, paper, scissors for you. And that might be a telltale sign of things to come as Montez Ford gets a bit more comfy as a single star moving forward. And this match is really good as well. The crowd was kind of in and out during the show, and they kind of got roasted on social media as well. They were kind of dry, not going to lie. And I think it's going to take a little while for WWE to retrain the audience that, hey, long matches are good. Don't wait for the high spots. Let's sit back, enjoy, and try to get people over. And I think that'd be a winning formula long-term. Listen, NXT was a competition series 12 years ago, and Triple H had to reconfigure that entire brand into a developmental show, and it got over in due time in a very big way. Think about SmackDown Live six years ago on USA. It took a while to get that show to where it needed to be on par with Monday Night Raw in terms of quality, and it did. So if you're going to get this new Monday Night Raw over, it's going to take a while. I go back to 2019 with the fresh reset. It takes a while to find its groove, and the show will in due time. And when Paul Heyman was in charge, you saw the changes gradually, and eventually there was on a hot streak heading into WrestleMania in 2020 then the pandemic hit and everything stalled out unfortunately so triple h has got to get the crowd back into what wrestling is supposed to be in 2022 and that will happen in due time as well and i thought that montez had a great showing in this match as he gutted through some injuries involving his ribs as set the slingshot at him against the ropes and he delivered a gut buster and he really slowed down the pace until montez were fought back with some nice kicks and enziguris followed by a standing moonsault he ups the ante with a middle rope blockbuster and a middle rope tornado D. DDT as well on Seth for a near fall. Seth does pick up Montez Ford and he lands a buckle bomb and a falcon arrow on Montez for a near fall. Montez is going to avoid a frog splash by Seth. Montez goes up top for a frog splash, but unfortunately, Seth gets his knees up and hits a curb stomp on Montez Ford for the win. After the match is over, Seth is going to go after Montez again, but Angelo Dawkins makes a save to wrap up the segment. But I do sense simmering tension between Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins because Montez did big time Angelo Dawkins with that rock, paper, scissors thing, and it did not end well for Angelo. And I do sense a boiling point coming soon. And Angelo can handle his own on the mic and in the ring. And Montez has what it takes to be a true breakout star in WWE. And his match against Seth was a great indicator of that last night. Next up is Alexa Bliss versus Asuka to kick off the second hour of Monday Night Raw. And this was a battle. Alexa Bliss was giving it to Asuka with some nice strikes and kicks to the face. Asuka responds with a sliding knee strike of her own. But then we get shenanigans courtesy of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky once again as they draw the DQ. Bianca Belair comes out to even the odds and she wants to face someone tonight from that crew. And EO is more than happy to volunteer as we wrap up this segment and get to our first commercial break after 9.05 Eastern on USA. Next up is our second triple threat match involving Ciampa, Dolph Ziggler, and Chad Gable with the winner facing AJ Styles later in the show to see who will face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. And this match was good, but it lacked heat. And I think it's coming down to three guys that are not as over with the crowd right now, despite how good they are on the ring. Ciampa is great, but the characters are defined on Monday Night Raw, despite his association with the Miz. Ziggler has been good lately, taunting theory, but it's not enough to really give the crowd a punch of energy. Then you got Chad Gable, incredibly underrated as a performer, but he's a heel right now and he's not going to get cheered. But I love the work in this match. Nice submissions to Ralph from all three men. And I loved how Chad Gable had 
Dolph Ziggler locked in an ankle lock. And then Ciampa is going to fly through with the leg lariat on Gable for a very close near fall. Ciampa lands the air raid crash on Ziggler off the middle rope, but Gable breaks it up with a headbutt from the top rope, which is quite dangerous in all honesty, something we rarely see on WWE TV today. As Gable is going to land a German suplex on Ciampa, but Ziggler lands a zigzag on Gable for a near fall. And Ciampa, Gable, and Ziggler trade counters and roll-ups and near falls for a bit until Ciampa lands two knee strikes to Ziggler and Gable respectively and drops Gable with the fairy tale ending for the win to earn a shot at the U.S. title by getting through AJ Styles first later in the show. Fun match but lacked crowd heat when it counted most and like I said it really comes down to all three guys not being well defined in terms of character work but hopefully that improves under the Triple H administration in the weeks to come as we move on to Edge back as a babyface and coming out to Metalingus by Alter Bridge. How sweet the sound it was as a crowd gives him a great ovation and Edge cuts right to the point saying listen I was an asshole a few months ago and I apologize for that. And I tried to elevate Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley to new heights via Judgment Day. I saw something in them that I saw in me well over 20 years ago. And I wanted to instill my knowledge upon them. And we were on a good roll. I felt like we were clicking and gelling. And then they introduced Finn Balor in the photo and they set me up. They beat me down. They kept me out of action for a month. And worse, they kicked me out of my own group. They stole my creation thinking they know everything I taught them when they know absolutely nothing. So you can't big time me and get away with it. So I'm gonna make it my life's mission to destroy what I created. So Finn, Rhea, and Damien, you're on borrowed time because I'm gonna make it my life's mission to destroy Judgment Day. And that was a very simplistic promo. It wasn't wordy. It was a perfectly succinct three-minute promo from Edge. And he was over and he was beloved. And that's all you want to ask for, for a guy that never should have been a heel in the first place heading into this year's WrestleMania against AJ Styles. Next up is Bianca Belair versus Leo Sky. And my God, what a match this was. And the fans in Houston woke up for the first time in at least 45 minutes as Bianca Belair and Io Shirai put on the show. Io delivered a moonsault on the outside to set the tone early on but Bianca Belair my god her strength was on full display doing deadlift vertical suplexes delayed fallaway slams she does an avalanche release suplex and she just lets Eo go and she does a handstand into a fucking moonsault for a near fall Bianca Belair was on fire in this match Eo Shirai came through with double knees to the back of Bianca early on knees in the corner as well followed by a top rope her Karana as Bailey and Dakota Kai decided to cause trouble at ringside which led to Asuka and Alexa Bliss evening the odds as we go to commercial break we come back and Bianca Belair and Eo Shirai are putting on a show and at one point Eo is going to get spine busted by Bianca Belair and Bianca is going for a moonsault but she's tripped by Bailey on the outside and this leads to a brawl between Oscar Alexa Bailey and Dakota the DQ sounds the match ends via disqualification unfortunately this leads to a pure six brawl involving all six ladies referees break things up the fans boo because they want to see the action a bit more and it woke them up for the first time in over 40 minutes which was a very good thing I just really enjoyed the work between Bianca Belair and EO Sky and remember these two had history dating back to NXT, and they're both so much better than they were two or three years ago. Bianca Belair is so goddamn great in EO. Her work speaks for itself. And I just love how this raw women's division has been elevated with Bailey's return, Dakota Kai's rehiring, and EO Sky getting upgraded to the main, main roster at long fucking last. Asuka in a meaningful 
faction as well alongside Alexa Bliss, who needs to push as well. This would be Becky Lynch in that spot, but she's out due to injury. But it's all good. I know the fans had their mind set on some other people joining the crew, but we got Friday Night SmackDown for a surprise or two if things go according to plan to see what's in the rear view after SummerSlam and who's going to make a statement on Friday Night SmackDown. A hint, hint, tweet, tweet from Raw, which indicates the possible imminent returns of Sasha Banks and Naomi. That's all speculation right now, but pen to paper could be imminent with their returns to WWE and hopefully a public apology to boot. Next up is AJ Styles versus Ciampa in a number one contenders match for the United States Championship. And this is just two seasoned vets having a great match. We got the Miz at ringside causing trouble per the usual. I just love Styles and Ciampa's chemistry. They were able to deliver a good 15-minute match at one point. Ciampa counters the Styles Clash to a series of strikes and a leg lariat for two. Ciampa goes for another counter of the Styles Clash, but Styles responds with a suplex with the turnbuckles. He goes for the phenomenal forearm, but Ciampa catches him in midair with a jumping knee strike for a a great near fall followed by the project champa for another close two county goes for the air raid crash from the top rope but aj styles are going to counter that into a styles clash on champa that would have been for the win but miz got champa's foot on the bottom rope to break up the count and aj throws miz over the timekeeper's area champa slams styles face first into the ring post and he throws him over the barricade as well and champa's going to try to win this match via count out styles is going to get back in the ring after shaking the miz off to beat the 10 count but he wants to a knee strike by champa followed by the fairy tale ending for the win and would be champa versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship very, very soon. And I'm looking forward to that battle. I think it's going down next week in Cleveland, Ohio. And we know who also lives in Cleveland, Ohio, besides The Miz. It's one Johnny Gargano. And it would not be surprising to see his return to help out his pal Ciampa to facilitate a face turn in the end. But as always, we shall see. And now it is time for our main event, featuring the Usos versus Rey and Dominic Mysterio for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. I thought this was a really good match. Rey set the turn early on by avoiding a baseball slide disaster on the outside as he tags in Dominic. Dominic lands a crossbody on the Usos. As we go to commercial break, we come back and the Usos are working over Rey for a bit in the corner until Rey makes a high attack to Dominic. He hits a couple of net breakers on both Usos at one point. It goes for a crossbody on the outside but unfortunately for Dominic they catch him and slam him into the ring post as we go to another commercial break we come back and Ray gets the hot tag and he is super kicked by Jay as Ray goes for a springboard crossbody that was a nice move for a near fall eventually Dom gets back in there and he and Ray lands a double 619 on Jimmy and Dominic goes up top with a frog splash but Jay is going to break up the count and the crowd is going crazy at this point as they are now awake as they want a title change in this situation so Jay super kicks Ray outside of the ring before Dominic wipes him out with a dive on the outside kind of sort of wasn't perfect Dominic is going to battle Jimmy off the top rope for a bit something was going to be very elaborate or dangerous but it does not go down unbeknownst to Dominic though Jay makes the blind tag and they're going to land the 1D on Dominic to retain the tag team titles in a very good match after the match is over Judgment Days Rhea Ripley Damian Priest and Finn Balor come out there to beat up on Dominic and Ray and Rhea targets Dominic again it's kind of hot as she beats his ass in the corner grabs him by the mullet wraps her legs around Dominic and chokes him out in the corner and I know a lot of fans says I wish that was me being submitted like that and Dom was getting choked out because thick thighs save lives or in this case it might cost you your life in a lot of ways but eventually Edge comes out there to a rocket salvation he beats down Judgment Day he has Damian Priest on the ropes goes after Finn as well with a DDT goes for the spear but Rhea Ripley being so wily and evil is going to position Dominic 
to get speared instead of Finn. And that was a great misdirection. And Finn, Rhea, and Damien are very proud of their handiwork. And thankfully, Race is a replay of Edge accidentally spearing Dominic to realize that Rhea caused the misdirection to wrap up Monday Night Raw with medical personnel checking on Dominic, who got cut in half figuratively with Edge's spear. And I thought this was a fine way to end the show. And I do sense that Ray and Edge will be attacked. Team against Judgment Day. We need a third person. And I believe that third woman will be Beth Phoenix in due time. And I get the sneaky suspicion that Dominic will flip on his father and join Judgment Day just so he can be Rhea Ripley sub because that would be entertaining. This must be leading somewhere with Rhea beating up this man with regularity. I want him to be her sub and I want Rhea to dominate him every single week. That is my dream. That is my goal for Judgment Day moving forward. Let's get some mess in him in this thing. But in all seriousness, I thought this was a good way to end a very good episode of Monday Night Raw. It was a cohesive show booking wise. The DQs made sense mostly involving the ladies, but I thought this was a well put together show that made sense booking wise. It was well thought out. It was to the point. And I love the wrestling action. I think it's going to take some time for the fans to readjust what WWE is supposed to be because it's been beaten out of them emotionally for a very long time. SmackDown needs a bit of Jesus, but I see pieces there that can be refined and shined up. And I do sense the return of two going down this Friday. And I cannot wait to see what Triple H has in store for the blue brand as we inch closer to Clash at the Castle in a few weeks' time in Cardiff Wells. Now, my one caveat is a production. Kevin Dunn's got to go. Hopefully that happens in the next few months as we try to offer a new visual aesthetic to Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and quite frankly, every major show from WWE moving forward. But with change, it's gradual, and it's hoping that Dunn gets to boot very, very soon. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 132 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these shows. The drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such Receptopia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 80 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.